What's up, NFL fans? Connor McCarthy here with my co-host, as always, Blake Pace, here to talk to you about another week in football, the Super Bowl coming up. And today we're joined by a special guest, Katie Harper. She's a fellow PSN writer and Breeze writer for JMU. Katie, how are you feeling about the Super Bowl this week? I'm nervous. You're nervous? Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Katie is a diehard Eagles fan, so we wanted to bring that aspect on. We've had Eli Jennings in the past. He's a Patriots fan. We wanted to get a different perspective today. How are you feeling about the Super Bowl, Blake? I'm excited. It's been a really good season. Uh, you know, even this past Sunday, I didn't watch the Pro Bowl. I know we talked about yeah. this last week. I wasn't going to watch that. I watched some highlights, and it I was guess, just, got in there. It was just sad, just thinking, like, you know, we've got one more game of football until this season's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I always I always get post NFL season, you know, yeah, depression. Don't, don't make me emotional right now. Oh, it's, it's sad. I don't want to get sad. sad yet. All right, Blake, I know you're going to yep. do jersey numbers, and it's number 20. And for those of you that don't know, I'm horrible at jersey numbers. Hopefully, Katie can help me this week. All right. Let's get started. Let's get some twenties out there. Well, I know Rob Kelly. Rob, Rob Kelly, Kelly, number twenty for the Redskins. There we go. There we go. I'm very I'm proud. Do, it's a hot start. Very Katie, proud. Katie? Uh, Brian Dawkins. All-time greats to wear twenty. Oh, great. Any other guys we can come up with? If not, I'll start getting into. Uh, See, Blake's about to embarrass me because he said there was some really some big twenties really out there. Yeah, there really are. I, I'm There's who I, can't I do think <laughs> the number one quarterback in football. Number one quarterback in quarterback. Quarterback. Patrick Peterson. Nope. He's not who I think is number one. He's not who I think is number one. Who do I have? Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Oh, it's a Jaguars player. Jalen Ramsey wears number 20. Um, Let's see. Where are some other guys I'm going to throw at you? Uh, Jack Rabbit. Oh, Janoris Jenkins. Janoris Jenkins. Uh, I'm going to be so bad at this. (laughs) Undersized safety with the Rams. Uh, The Rams. Yeah. I know... He was big on the. Actually, he plays cornerback. I'm sorry. Cornerback. Cornerback. Undersized cornerback. Are you talking He's pretty about small. Roby Coleman? Nope. Uh, who is it? Lamarcus Joyner. Oh, Lamarcus Joyner. Lamarcus Joyner. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Rashad Jones, defensive back with the Dolphins. Uh, Kevin oh, King, safety that was drafted this past season. Another uh, cornerback, defensive back drafted last season. Obi Melanfanu. Uh, Say that running, three times fast. Obi Melanfanu. <laughs> That's a fun That's name. That's a good one. Uh, a Cowboys deal. running back that is not Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> is it Rod Smith or Darren McFadden? Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden? Okay. Yep. Um, let's see who else we got. Uh, just a couple other guys. Don Jones, uh, Leon Hall. Really getting into the big names. Yeah, though. really. Darius Butler with the Colts, my guy. Uh, Prince of Mukamara. Okay. Uh, Mackenzie nice. Alexander, young cornerback okay. with the uh, Vikings. Then we'll get into some of the all-time greats. Any, any, there's some great all-time. Well, she had Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins, which that's a great one. Look at that. Um, I mean, these are some of the all-time greats. Ronde Barber. Ronde Barber. He was twenty. He was twenty. Barry Sanders. Ed Reed. See, and I was talking about Ed Reed right before you came in because uh, Katie was saying something about being Brian Dawkins, maybe being one of the best players. We'll get into that later. Um, (laughs) Lamar Parrish, Dwayne Washington. Uh, let me see. Any other big guys that I just want to mention? I think that'll be it. But you know, there's there's some good twenties. Mm-hmm. I like that list of twenties. Right once there. again, I'm embarrassed in Jersey. Hey, you got one. You got I, one. I got Rob Kelly. You Rob Kelly. That's good one. Look at that. All right. So let's get right into our topics, guys. Sounds good. So first topic of the day: Which non QB player is the key to winning the Super Bowl? And I'm gonna let our guest Katie take this one first. 
Uh, I didn't go with a specific player. I went with the entire Eagles defensive line. Um, as Bill Belichick said at immediate, or I think it was actually post game a while ago, but he was like, he wishes it was just four defensive line he had to wor- worry about, and said it's like seven or eight that just rotate oh, in and out. Yeah. Um, you can go into this game expecting Fletcher Cox to be pretty much double teamed throughout the whole game, so you need someone like Jurgen or uh, Brandon Graham to really step up. Uh, the Eagles aren't a big blitzing team, but they do like to rush four each, pretty much each play. Um, they created uh, pressure on 40.8% of dropbacks this season, which is the highest rate in the NFL. And I think if they want to have success, they're going to need their defense to step up throughout the whole game, and they need their defensive line to really put the pressure on Tom Brady. Well, definitely. Blake? Yeah, I, I won't argue with that. That was actually what I was going to go with. But um, I was going to go with them in a combination of their offensive line. I gave a lot of praise for against the game against Minnesota. They bullied Minnesota. They bullied Atlanta the week before. Their offensive line is dominant. It is large. And you're even, you know, you're missing your all-pro left tackle. So, you know, that's a huge deal. And they're still, you know, a great offensive line. You're, uh, oh, for the Eagles, too. Did I, did I mention that it, I'm talking about the Eagles offensive yeah, I line? Think, yeah, I think you're right. great. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. yeah, for the Eagles. And, okay. and especially when you, you think about the Patriots' front seven, this is not the best it's looked in the past few years. You know, you're missing Dante Hightower. You know, you don't have Chris Long on there anymore. Um, you know, there are there, there's a real easy way for them to establish that run game throughout the, uh, throughout the entire game. And I think if, you know, they pound the ball up the middle with a Jai Blunt, um, that'll be a really key, to, uh, really big key to success. And then, like you said, on the on the defensive line, um, even just those guys that come in every once in a while, uh, rookie Derek Barnett, Barnett's. if he gets if he gets that one spin move out there, and he all of a sudden you know gets a hit on Tom Brady, the way to beat him, like we've said all, all, all forever, season all season long, is you got to put pressure on Brady. That's the way to beat him, make him uncomfortable. Don't let him you know make those quick passes within five seconds, those crossing routes that you know just seem to tear up their defense. Um, and then, and then one last thing that I think. You know, the linebackers um, for uh, Philadelphia are going to have to play out of this world because of those crossing routes and stuff like that. The Patriots can simply dissect you. If they want to run, you know, four or five-yard passing routes for the entire game, then they'll successfully do that, especially if your linebackers can't keep up. So, uh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. are the biggest ones for me. Well, that's it. Uh, to add on to the Barnett thing, I've not only watched him, obviously, play for the Eagles this season. I watched him all throughout college. My dad's a huge Tennessee fan, and that's where he went. He passed at Tennessee. He passed the all-time great Philadelphia Eagle Reggie White for Ooh. sacks leader. So like this That's guy is legit, fact. and yeah. I would love to see him have a big game That's against awesome. the Patriots. He had a great collegiate career. Um, I did a lot on the NFL draft last year, and I was a little surprised Philly took him in the first round. I thought you know he could have slipped into the second, but you know he he's not that every play guy. But if you throw him in there on third down, he can definitely get to the quarterback. He's, he's definitely a, good he's had a good rookie, uh, good rookie season. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I guess we all cheated a little bit. We were supposed to play a player. I also <laughs> kind of went with the defensive line of the Eagles, more specifically Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. I mean, that's the key right there. We talked about it all year, like Blake said, that getting pressure on Brady, it's, it's how you beat the Patriots. And if the Patriots are able to neutralize those two, then I think they win this game pretty easily. But if they're able to get pressure all game long, and especially in the fourth quarter where it matters most, and you talked about the depth, which is so important for getting pressure in the fourth quarter, having multiple guys being able to rotate out, keeping guys fresh like Fletcher Cox at the end of the game. We've seen him uh, make a couple big plays late in games this season. I mean, the Eagles' defensive line is probably their best asset, I'd say, Mm -hmm. and we've talked about that all year as well. So without uh, Carson Wentz there, I think that they're really going to have to rely on that defense. Yeah, definitely. And and one thing that's really important also, that that secondary has really improved throughout the season. season, You know, at the beginning of the year, it was was kind of rough to watch, and they were still banged up at the time. So it took them a while to get healthy, and then they improved towards the end of the season. You know, it's it's so tough with these, you know, the – 
the way that Bill Belichick and uh, Josh McDaniels run that offense with all the you know the legal picks that you can throw, they receivers get open on almost every play, so they're going to need a big game out of that secondary and especially the linebackers when they have to cover receivers. I mean, like we said it all year. I mean, like Bill Belichick, he's one of the greatest in-game changes of ga- yeah. uh, game plans. So, oh, yeah. you, like you said, you might see Fletcher Cox getting double teamed most of the time. And then you switch it to another guy. You never know where it's going to come from. I mean, they can beat you in so many different ways that uh, the linebackers are really going to have to step up on these routes. Like I said, yeah, and and honestly, even a double team on Fletcher Cox, I'm not too worried about yeah. it. Fletcher the Patriots Cox offensive, is a beast. yeah, and the Patriots' offensive is line is not good. You know, they're, they they barely held their ground like by a by a thread against Jacksonville. Jacksonville was putting pressure on Brady all throughout and that was a, an amazing game. Um if Fletcher Cox with a double team, I still think he breaks through that. And honestly, to Fletcher Cox, I mean, people like to praise Aaron Donald. I might have to say Fletcher Cox is the best defensive tackle in football. I mean, Aaron Donald's a beast and you know, it's one and two or close. Fletcher Cox just Aaron Donald is very crafty. Fletcher Cox is just a Bull hammer. He <laughs> just throws his body at you guys and pushes right through that line, no matter who's there. I know. I know. You can put him up against the best, best offensive lineman, and he still wins that. Battle. I know Katie's loving that the hero yeah. over here, but Aaron Donald's the best defensive <laughs> oh, lineman in football. It's, it's getting close. Yeah, dude. Uh, Fletcher Cox. Getting, I mean, you look at the years right. of there; they both had great years. They both Fletcher did. Cox is is the reason yeah. that this team. I, I like, you know. I like the, you know, I think that the Rams had a, a really good secondary. I like their linebackers better than I do Philadelphia, but when you pay, take Fletcher Cox and just have him ram through every play, I, there's no one in football. And the thing with it. Fletcher Cox, too, watching the games this season, uh, you look at the Eagles for past, the past several years, they have that strong figure, head, figure on both the offensive and defensive line with Jason Peters and then yeah. Fletcher Cox. When Peters went down this year, even though they're on two different sides of the ball, uh, Fletcher Cox really did step up, and he kind of became the leader of this team. Like you watch him when the defense is on the field. If one of the defenders takes a penalty, does something stupid, it's Fletcher Cox right there in his ear. So not only is he a beast just playing, he is leading that defense into like believing that they can win games. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And my favorite player, I just want to say his name, just because I, I, I want to see if I can get this right off the off the first time. Vaitai Vaitai. That's the uh, that's my best try it's, at it. He's wait, taken over his offensive tackles. Vaitai is his last name. Vaitai, like, and it's like Vaitai before. Yeah, I don't call it Vaitai, Vaitai. I love him, and he's held his ground. You know, he, he came really off. Has. He held his ground in this playoffs. You know, um, and towards even you know he kind of gained his way. You know, when he was moving into that uh, starting offensive line, that's a hell of a name. But that's you know, what I'm saying he, you know, he's it, someone that. <laughs> I was like almost in a, felt protective over him and throughout yeah. the season because when Peters went down, he had to step up into Jason Peters' shoes exactly. and like who's going to do that? Yeah. And people announcers would rip him apart each week. And as the season go- went on, you saw him getting better. And then better. his name hasn't been mentioned in the playoffs at all because he hasn't been taking the <laughs> exactly. false starts. He's been just a solid offensive line, and I'm like a proud mother of him. <laughs> and the announcers don't want to pronounce it. Yeah, they don't want to say his name. I would. I don't know how announcers do that. If you can, if you saw that name for the first time, how do you? Uh, they do it like Blake does. They're yeah, like, I want to try and say this thing. I think that would be say it faster. No one understands that you're fine. You know what? You're still throwing shade at the Rams even when they're out of the playoffs. You're right. That's what I'm saying. You just want to go back at the Rams. You are such a Rams hater. I'm not a Rams hater. I just... 
Rams are like my Jacksonville this year. Yeah, they are. That's oh, what I'm saying. Except my Jacksonville made it oh, to the, the AFC. AFC. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the AFC. Tom Brady. I'm sorry that the AFC is the Patriots and everyone else, while the NFC has like crazy good teams. Yeah. I would have loved to see the Rams go against the Patriots. And okay, I'm not place. saying they're the Patriots. I'm just saying that the Rams would probably make it. All right, whatever. Uh, All right, you know what? I think we need to go on to the next subject. I think that's time. All right. So that'd this be, is on. No, that'd be a Super Bowl to watch. If that if that's ever the Super Bowl, Rams versus Jaguars, would, I'm gonna love that. that. Actually, that would be we'll like have to have wildest a dream. huge episode, a massive podcast. It might be on a three-hour episode where oh, we discuss man. every intricate or every detail. <laughs> the only the thing that you would hype up more is if it was 49ers. Oh, and if Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I had to let you, to let you say his name. I kind of want to. I want Jimmy G. I've said it every week of this podcast ever since he start, became the starter. I am a huge Jimmy G fan. If you didn't know this, Katie. <laughs> but I'm just. I love Jimmy G. That's what I'm saying. I'm probably going to get a jersey of Jimmy G. And I'm a huge Redskins fan, but like, you know. That team's going to be so scary. He is going to. They are going to be very scary. so good. What if the 49ers play the Patriots next year with Tom Brady? That'd be kind of funny. Jimmy G versus Tom Brady. Oh, I would love to see him. That would be an awesome. Nobody wants to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. Sorry, Eli isn't here to defend that point. But, yeah. Let's keep up the streak of only NFC East teams being able to beat Brady in the Super Bowl. You know what? That means the Redskins next year. I got you. That's good. Okay. You got Baker Mayfield <laughs> and Colt McCoy playing quarterback for you. <laughs> okay, I think it's Baker time to go Mayfield, on to the next what a guy. <laughs> on to the next subject. All right. So this this question's been asked hundreds of times. Uh, I mean, uh, with a lot of different athletes. But is Tom Brady the most dominant athlete of all time? I'm gonna go ahead and phrase this as uh, what do I mean by it? Uh, Tom, is Tom Brady the best player in a specific position in sports of all time? So best player at his position, most dominant for a player. In his specific position, so like Michael Jordan with shooting guard or something like that, or, or small forward. I'm talking about like specifically most dominant. You know that that that's trying to figure out the difference between dominant and talented. Yeah, is he the most talented? By no, no. means. Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback of all time. Um, is he the most successful quarterback by far? Um, if is there you know the two guys? If you tell me I have to. I have to choose between two guys to uh, you know make a late drive in the fourth quarter to win the Super Bowl, and it's between Brady and Rodgers. Does Brady have Belichick? Then maybe I'm taking that combination. I'm telling you, if Rodgers was quarterback for the Patriots, they'd have they'd be seven and zero in these Super Bowls. Or what's what's his record? Brady. Brady's yeah. only lost. Brady's lost yeah. two. He's yeah. lost two to so, Eli Manning. Yeah, it would be yeah, seven exactly. So yeah, be, yeah, I yeah. think Rodgers would be seven and zero if you had him with Bill Belichick. So you know. Um, He's one of the most clutch quarterbacks of all time. And then just going into all of sports, I don't know. What do you think, Katie? If you're, if you're looking at all, like, like all sports, all athletes in the world, most dominant? Like every single yeah, athlete? No, 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 we're talking about, no. hey, you don't think he's the most dominant. We're not talking about physical specimen either. Because Tom Brady is not the greatest athlete of all time. God, there are no. so many better athletes in there. Well, just like, okay, most dominant athlete. I'm talking about dominant. He's dominant in the sport. Yeah, is he not a dominant athlete? He's a dominant quarterback. Yeah. I don't think he's the most dominant athlete in all the sports. Okay. Because. You got some examples out there. Yeah, I do. I have like four different examples. Two, well, most of them are from different sports. You look at someone like Michael Phelps, that's. One of the most dominant athletes. That is dominant. 23 gold, 3 silver, 2 bronze in the Olympics. I don't want to like, hear swimming. But I'll be honest, okay. I wasn't really thinking of swimming when I was talking about that. And that is good. You know, <laughs> no, that's, that's a solid That's, a little, that's a little unfair. That's a little unfair. Do you have anyone mean, playing tennis on there as well? I actually do. Yeah. I have Roger Federer. If you want a faster sport, I also have Wayne Gretzky, who played 20 years in the NHL. He had a career of 2,857 points, which would have averaged to 142.7 points. 
per season, which to make that clear, only Connor McDavid last year reached the 100-point mark in the NHL. That's just pure domination. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, all right. So in my opinion, and this is opinion of some, some people can disagree. I know that all sports, uh, I grew up a baseball player. I know how hard different positions are. Quarterback in the NFL is the hardest position to me. And all of at least American sports. I'm talking about hockey, NHL, MLB, NFL, The NBA. big four. The, the big, big four. four. The big four. That's, all, that's what I'm talking about. The big four. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, Brady has been so good for so long, and he's getting, at age 40, it's like he hasn't lost a step. He's been in the past football of his career and he already had a, he already had a Hall of Fame career before he was like 37 so he's just adding to his resume and he's being dominant for the mo- amount of time that he's been dominant has been ridiculous and that's what I'm keeping into into fact too how long has he been dominant at a sport that requires so much physical where quarterbacks go down for injuries all the time Brady had one year we had a big injury but he's been able to maintain his body for so long and keep at that high level. And I know Bill Belichick has a lot to play with that because I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest NFL yeah. coach of all time. So I, I just I have to give a lot of respect to Brady. And, that. and you make a solid point. You know, it, domination like his entire career has been yeah. dominant. You know, you it take has. a look. It, Michael Jordan is the big argument I've seen in the headlines. Is it Michael Jordan or Tom Brady? Michael Jordan wasn't playing great on the Wizards. You no. know, his he never developed a three point shot. You know, like Brady has, you know, gone and improved his passing game. He he changed his throwing motion. Brady has developed his game throughout his career. Michael Jordan, he missed what he took four total seasons off throughout his career. So you take take that into account. So, no, I I would take Tom Brady as, you know, the the greatest male athlete of all time over – over Michael Jordan, is he the most talented? No, but when you combine his talent, his work ethic, and, you know, the success – you know, maybe you got to put him in there. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely in the conversation. There really is no right answer to this question. I mean, like everybody can debate who they thinks it, think it is. I, Tom Brady's definitely in my top three when it comes to dominant athletes of all time. But I mean, there's plenty of other great names. I mean, like you said uh, before the show, Katie's was talking about some defensive players in the NFL don't get the credit they deserve. That's why I mentioned Brian Dawkins. She was talking about him. Maybe he'd be up there. But uh, guys like Deion Sanders and players like that. I mean, uh, yeah. Bo Jackson, multi-sport athletes. There's so many ways you can look at this question, really. Yeah, and, and one of the things that you know Brady will approach if they win this week is you know he'll become the second player ever to win six Super Bowls. And I want to mention that because the only other person... Ooh, Charles Haley had five. Five. It's five. So he oh. will be the I, Yeah, position. I'm holding out. I don't want oh, yeah, him to wow. win this oh, weekend. Oh, he's got five. Yeah, yeah, I don't right. want him to win this I weekend. I thought he was at six. Yeah, I was excited. Every, every so JMU student five. should be cheering against the Patriots this weekend because we need Charles Haley to stick up their time. Oh, yeah. For, for those of you who are confused, uh, Charles Haley... Defensive end uh, back in, I want to say, was the he, 80s, the 80s and 90s. Went to James Madison uh, for college. Won five Super Bowls um, with the 49ers and Cowboys. So maybe we have a little personal um, reason to root against <laughs> root Tom against Brady. Him, yeah. but, you need I mean, Charles Haley to stick in legend. there. He's, he's a Duke's, Duke's legend. legend. But look, it's really a lot to overcome that. You say I should be rooting against the Patriots, but I can't really bring myself to root for the Eagles, I'll be honest. Come on. No, I'm not rooting for the I can't. I'm not rooting for the Eagles. I'm They've not rooting for either team, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is why I will they not root for the Eagles. It's the greatest comeback. Whenever any Eagles fan ever starts talking trash, you can be like, how many Super Bowls? I mean, that's all you have to we say. We have been, us Philadelphia fans have endured so much. Oh, so much. Crap throughout the years that we deserve and this. And I just don't want a better fan base. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not. Exactly. That's what we're I'm not saying. Vicious. Vicious. 
I will say, I have been to several, well, not several, I've been to a couple of Eagles-Redskins games at FedEx Field, and the Redskins fans have treated my mother and I like crap with our Eagles jerseys on. Yeah, I mean, I I think the Eagles have returned the favor. We're just happy. We're excited. We're thrilled. This is a great time. time. Yeah, way too much, way too much. (laughs) This this is going to last forever if we don't get to the next subject, I don't think. All right. Yeah, let's move on. Let's go. So. Uh, this is a big question everybody's going to be asking before and probably after the Super Bowl. If the Eagles had Carson Wentz at QB, how would your view of the game change? I'm going to go with Blake first. Yeah, so I think that, you know, am I going to say, like, oh, I guarantee that the Eagles would win? No, I can never count out the combination of Brady and Belichick and, and, and that well-oiled machine that never fails. But I will say it would be a hell of a lot tougher to beat them. Um, one of the big things that I really loved about their team was the the RPOs, the run pass options. And you know when you have Carson Wentz at quarterback, who is more mobile than a Nick Foles, who can has better accuracy on the run, better deep ball, um, can tuck it and run, can take big hits. That would have been a handful for Belichick to handle, especially with what I don't think is one of their. It, it, they've got great depth in their front seven. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of bodies that they put in there, but. No great like game changer on, on the front seven, especially because you lost onto Hightower. Um, I think that I really think that the Eagles could have won. I I feel like I'm saying this as if it's already a foregone conclusion that the Patriots are going to win. I, I think that the the Eagles would definitely have had a better shot. I would have liked the odds a lot more if Carson Wentz was there. He was the MVP of this league, in my opinion. I know I had put maybe it was Todd Gurley at the end of the regular season, but um, no one really popped off the page to me as much as Carson Wentz this year. I think he should be the league MVP when it comes to it. You know, the, even though he didn't play a full season, I mean, the, the the performance he had compared to other guys. I mean, people like to say Tom Brady. He kind of fell apart weeks 12 through 16, 12 through 17. Um, Todd Gurley had a great year, but, you know, it's not one of those – Adrian Peterson seasons where you give him MVP. Um, so I think, yeah, if you put the MVP of the season on the team in the Super Bowl instead of Nick Foles, um, it's a hell of a lot easier. I think there's a lot more you can establish with the running game. Like I said, the RPOs would have been a handful for Belichick to handle. They're still gonna be. It's still gonna be tough for them to handle the RPOs with um, even with Nick Foles in that running game. But um, I would have liked Philadelphia's odds a lot more if Carson Wentz was under center. Okay. The game, if Carson Wentz would be playing this weekend, it would make me a little less nervous. But watching this team all year and comparing them to past Philadelphia Eagles teams, there is just something about this team, even with Nick Foles at quarterback. And I noticed it, I think I texted my mom when they played the Bears earlier this season. And granted, Carson Wentz was still playing with them. But there was just something, the way they acted when the defense made a stop or when they scored a touchdown the way they acted and they show they just looked like a team they had such this unity they looked like they were just having fun it looked like kids in the backyard playing football and i think there's just something about this team that makes it hard to root against them even without Carson Wentz and with the whole underdog mentality this team is hungry to win because people have been writing them off since December 10th when Carson Wentz went down and each I'm like I swear each one of them has like a vendetta to settle against every single media outlet that has said that they don't they can't win it and I just I don't know it would make me less nervous if, if he was playing but I I do trust Nick Foles he had a killer game against Minnesota he did. and he had a decent game against Arizona but Arizona or not Arizona uh, Atlanta they that game was more defensive than anything but I think 
I think he'll be fine. If the offensive line plays the way they did against Minnesota, I think we'll be okay. It's funny. Yeah, You said there's a, a certain feeling. That's what a lot of media has been talking about, how nobody believed in this team. They were underdogs and everything. But the thing is, New England, they're the team that destroys dreams, really. They really just they have an uncanny ability. It doesn't matter what the great stories or anything. It's still the Patriots. Oh. It's, it's their game plan. They, they don't care about anything. They don't care about your momentum. They take every game the same way. They don't like let anything get to them, personal factors and everything. They're out there to beat a football team. They understand that the Eagles are a very good team. They've been underrated for most of the season. I mean, in the beginning, the Eagles were underrated for the schedule that they played and everything. And I was one of those that were like, I want to see them beat a few good teams. But the game that really signified to me that the Eagles were a real team was when they beat the Rams after Carson Wentz went down. First off, Carson Wentz played so great this season. I 100% agree he should have been the MVP if he didn't go down when he did. And... Uh, I think that game when Wentz went down and they're playing a good Rams team and then Foles came in and he led a couple drives and they ended up winning that game, it showed to me that the Eagles are a real team. But once again, I think the Patriots, they're just the best. And I just don't see them. I mean, with Carson Wentz, I think this game would have been a heck of a lot closer and it wouldn't have surprised me at all if the Eagles had won. I think this game would have been decided by a single possession, touchdown, field goal, something like that. Now, I, you, you don't think, think it's going to be a blowout? Yeah, that's that's a little precursor to what I'm going to say oh, eventually. What? But all right, well, yeah, we'll I'm save it. Going. We'll save it for the end. But oh yeah, man, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think this is going to be a single possession game. But that's just my opinion so far. Uh, it's okay. I know I'm Eagles fans take a little offense to it, but yeah, it's, it's the Patriots, and I think this is all building up too much. I don't. I keep hearing the underdog mentrum, and I love it as much as everybody else. But uh, we'll get into that. In this a little team's bit. You too. Go ahead. This well, team's you too also you also have been kind of doubting them. I remember. I've you been picked a doubter. It, you picked Eagles. Atlanta to beat them. You picked Minnesota to beat them in the playoffs. So, and now I, mean, I gotta ride everything on the Patriots. Now you gotta ride man. everything. Up. I mean, that's not a bad bet to have. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anybody? Have, anything else? <clears throat> wow. <laughs> anything? Anybody have anything else to add after that? Uh, to that subject? No. No, I think. We'll talk about it when we get to the game picks. But. Yeah. Okay. I have some stuff to say. The game okay, picks. I understand that. Wait, I got hold on. I, I I brought, I'm bringing a lot of heat on me. Philly Nation, and they're going to hear this podcast. Wait, hold on. Breaking news. Is that true? The Chiefs have reached an agreement to trade Alex Smith to the Washington Redskins. That's... Wait, no way. <laughs> Are you kidding Sources me? Sources tell the star that the Chiefs have reached... <laughs> Alex Smith to the Washington Redskins. Goodbye, Kirk Cousins. Oh my! It's the Pat Mahomes show. I He's am so gone. He's ready. gone. I'm so. How do you? All right, let's get immediate Redskins reaction. LOL. Because wow, we're not gonna win a Super Bowl for a while. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I don't. All right, that's my immediate Alex reaction. Smith I'm gonna diagnose. Yeah, he's not, not bad. bad. He's but not Kirk bad. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. No, 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 you no, no, guys no, no, no. have him in your right, hand, this, and you're gonna is, let him go. This is an unfiltered. This is an unfiltered reaction for me right now. I've always think thought Alex Smith is kind of underrated. I, I, he's just. He's the most. He's fine. He's fine. He's not gonna single handedly win us a Super Bowl or anything. He fits the offense perfectly. He's got more mo. He's got. He's like Kirk Cousins with a lower ceiling, higher floor type player. That's what I'd have to say. And you know what? At least we have a legitimate starting quarterback for next year. So I, I may have jumped the gun a little bit when I said we're not winning the Super for a while, but it's got to be the roster now. It, that's an interesting move. I did not see this coming, and I'm going to have to process this for you, a little bit before I... Where do you I think t- Cousins ends up now? Because everybody... Before, uh, it's, it's Jacksonville? It's I don't Jacksonville. think it's... It could before, be Denver. It could be Denver. Oh, because before all... Before Jimmy Garoppolo went San Francisco. Everybody's like, oh, he's going there and reuniting with Shanahan. Yeah, I... 
or I really wish that Cleveland. I wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to have. I wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to be on the Redskins. I'll be honest. I've talked about everybody so much. wanted. But Jimmy But this Garoppolo. is this is absolutely shocking, and I'm sure I've gotten a couple texts. Or, yeah, I've gotten a couple texts already. This is wow. Three three destinations that pop off in the top of my head. The first two, like we mentioned, Denver, Jacksonville, elite defenses in need of a quarterback. If you put, I I said this. I think I said this a couple weeks ago. If you put an average starting quarterback on the Jaguars, they're Super Bowl champions this year, without a doubt in my mind. If you have a guy who can go in there and make downfield throws against New England, the Jags would have won. It's because they didn't trust their quarterback in the second half and they relied on the run game too much that they lost. If you put Kirk Cousins on the Jaguars or the Broncos, the Broncos need to get a little younger on defense, improve that offensive line a little. Both of those teams can make a run for the Super Bowl with Cousins. They're- what? There's, I was just also going to say about Jacksonville, there was also talk when the whole Giants dilemma went down that Eli Manning w- could be looking to leave, and then that would have been like the top choice I mean, for I'll, him. Tr- tell, me, uh, tell me you would take Kirk Cousins over Eli Oh, Manning. yeah. No, no, no. Age-wise and yeah. success-wise, yeah, Cousins over oh, the Manning. The third destination, and it's it's simply because I uh, I saw this a couple weeks ago, and he just seems like the guy that wants to do it, and he's you know even said that a little. He's been linked to the Browns. Oh. I, I would hate. I would just. I would hate to see Kirk Cousins go there. No, because but but they I, have. I had, know there's that. Have, wait, when have they had anyone the, yeah. at the level of Kirk Cousins? That's true, but it's. I feel like there's been such this curse around them, and he's such like a good guy and a good athlete that I would hate to see him go there and like his career, just kind of. <laughs> I, I gotta sit meet one. the curse. This is going back. I, I'm still processing this. And this, this is crazy. This is pretty That's big. Insane. This is big news for me and everything. Like, but I, Kirk I will, Cousins is like a yeah, franchise guy. You I, can build that's your fine. team with and, him. You know what? He's in my mind. Kirk Cousins has been gone for a while. Yeah. I have not considered no. that he was. I haven't thought that he was going to be on our team for a while. Loved Kirk Cousins. I hope he does well wherever he goes. I'm thinking of Alex Smith right now. If you think about it, Jameson Crowder, Chris Thompson, Jordan Reed, if he's ever on the freaking field. Those are all good people to have with Alex Smith. They're all guys that are make plays after the catch and things like that. Those are all guys that are like that. The one thing I'm worried about, Josh Doxson is not that type of player. I want to know how his development is going to be with Alex Smith at quarterback because at least Kirk, Kirk's not like that either, but at least Gruden kept saying, throw him jump balls, and we saw what Doxson can do with that. Exactly. I'm really worried about his production now. I'm worried about yeah. Alex. He's going to stun his growth, I think, a Smith little bit. Is, Smith is not a downfield thrower. He's, he's yeah. Charlie checked we, out. We saw, we saw some throws this year, but it's not consistent enough to make me think that Doxson can really take the big next step. I mean, Ryan Grant's another player that's going to be good for Alex. He's a route runner. I mean, like, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But at the very that's least, crazy. we have a legitimate starting quarterback for next year. Who's the we backup do. in Kansas City? Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Oh, no. oh backup. Hold I, on. Is for- it bad that I know like? They're either like third third string or like slash practice squad before I knew their actual backup. Yes, because I'm telling you, this the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be a much better team next year than they were this season. Pat Mahomes is about to light the league on fire. He, I told, I told, I said this weeks ago, Pat Mahomes was set to be next year's starter. I knew, like Alex Smith was going to get traded because of the guy that they picked tenth. They picked tenth overall in last year's draft. They traded up with Buffalo to make this pick to Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes in his one game week seventeen. Well, he you know he led like a, a game winning drive against Denver. He played a great, phenomenal game. He fits Andy Reid's offense Andy brilliantly. Reed is amazing at developing quarterbacks. Oh, like that Pat is Mahomes is set. Like, the problem with Alex Smith is he got to Andy Reid after he was already a developed quarterback. With this, like you, it's scary to see Andy Reid develop a quarterback because he can turn them into like a superstar. He did it with McNabb, and and that's the thing. Pat Mahomes is. Uh, has great deep accuracy, deep ball accuracy. He has arm strength that's undeniable, which is so much better for Tyreek Hill, 
Travis Kelsey. You've got you've got speedy athletic receivers that can just go down the field, and Pat Mahomes can you know get them the ball, and you know the, their offense is going to change so much. Um, wow, I am so excited. I I said Pat Mahomes was my number one quarterback in last year's draft. I know I wasn't on this podcast back then. This podcast didn't exist back then. <laughs> you can find my uh, articles. Somewhere in the internet, I forget even what publication they went to. He was my number one quarterback. He is going to light the league on fire next year. I'm just be ready for that. That's that's what I'm putting my yeah. stake in it right now. I think Jimmy G is better, but like whatever. Instead <laughs> uh, <laughs> of put that in, there. whatever. Breaking you know, what? I think we we need to go to the next subject Breaking because I, I will talk Back about this for years. <laughs> I don't. I really don't know how to react. That's awesome. Yet. I'm gonna have that's to inform my position and everything. I'm so glad that that we did this. We we had to change the time of our podcast usually from a Wednesday afternoon to a Tuesday evening. I'm so happy we did this. Wow. We just. That was awesome. I yeah, love that. That's, that's Breaking news awesome. on the Gold to Go podcast. All right, let's go on to the next uh, subject yeah. now. So, uh, final subject for the day: Who's had the more impressive season this uh, this year, Bill Belichick or Doug Peterson? Katie, you can start. Doug Peterson. Oh no way! I and I am not Bill. just saying that because I'm an Eagles fan. Like, you expect Bill Belichick to have a good team every year. Like, it's Bill Belichick. You has he ever really had a bad team? Like. Maybe the one year that they didn't make the playoffs because Brady got hurt and was out for the season. But, I mean, he always has good years. Doug Peterson was supposed to not be this kind of coach. Like, um, Mike Lombardi said when Peterson was hired that um, everybody knew he wasn't a head coach and that he wasn't going to be the answer for the Eagles. And he has taken this team in two years and brought them from a team that missed the playoffs and into a team that's – possibly going to win the Super Bowl, and all I have to say is how fast he's turned this team around from what Chip Kelly did to it. Chip Kelly, I think, could have been, like, tried for murder with this team. Like, he got rid of everybody. He got rid of McCoy. He got rid of Jackson. He just trashed the Eagles when he was there, and the fact that Peterson was able to turn them around and bring them to this team that they are right now, and the fact that he's been able to coach them through the injuries. You lost... Jason Peters, Darren Sproles, Chris Maragos, Jordan Hicks, Carson Wentz. Like, he lost a laundry list of these star potential players, and he he still brought them to the Super Bowl. I, I definitely uh, – Peterson's uh, season has been very, very impressive. And if, it, if from an impressive standpoint, yes, I agree. Peterson has made a huge impression in the league, shown that he's one of the best coaches. You can't discredit Belichick for how long he's been good. No, in the you, can't. you can't. You really can't. I mean, he's he's done well, and this season he's dealt with injuries too. I mean, losing your number one receiver yeah, in the preseason, Julian yeah. Edelman, uh, losing Gronk last week in Jacksonville when he was most likely a big part of their plans, and they even said it afterwards. I mean, they were scrambling, but they were make, able to make adjustments. Uh, Danny Amendola was able to step up for him. I mean, he always seems like he's one step ahead. I will give uh, Doug Peterson all the credit in the world. Like you said, the Chip Kelly renovation, that was, oh, I mean, that it was still brings, horrific. Like, I still have I, nightmares. That, it, it was a miserable I'm sure time. you have nightmares, but it was kind of fun to watch himself okay. a little bit as a Redskins fan. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings too I, much. You're it, in the Super was, Bowl. You got, it, was you really hard. it was really hard for me because Deshaun Jackson was my favorite player. And, and he went for the Redskins. He released he him, to. and I think I spent a good two hours crying that night when oh. Chip Kelly released him. That was a hard day for me. It always felt weird having Deshaun Jackson on the Redskins. I will say that. It always felt like he was we were barring him or something. He never really felt like a Redskin to yeah. me, but also, he was fun to watch. Also, I don't know watch. if you guys have seen this. 
LaShawn McCoy, even though he's on the Bills, is like the biggest Philadelphia Eagles fan right now. Like, yeah. he was at their game against the Falcons. He's tweeting about them wanting him, them to win all the time. So well, he never wanted listen, to leave, but Chip, Chip Kelly, Kelly wanted him to leave. ruined everything, and Doug oh, Peterson brought it back. It's because he'd rather have DeMarco Murray to run outside <laughs> instead of LaShawn McCoy. But uh, you ready for the, your opinion, Blake, on this? Yeah, um, I think that... The more impressive season, I think, um, would be uh, Doug Peterson because I didn't expect them to be this far along. I, you know, I didn't expect them to be in the Super Bowl this season. I expected them to improve. I really like Carson Wentz's rookie season. I was a little worried when the reports came out that his shoulder was a little sore after playing a full season, but he worked on that in the offseason. And unfortunately, you know, you didn't get to see a full year out of him. But um, I was really impressed with Peterson. The, the thing is, is that you just always expect Bill, Belichick to be yeah. the best. You expect him... No matter who's on his team, you've seen him do it with with injury-filled rosters to just get him to the Super Bowl again and again. And, and you know, even this year, that I feel, I want by far, I think the NFC was way more talented than the AFC. So um, just alone with that, I mean, you had teams like the Rams and the Vikings, the Saints, Panthers. You had the Seahawks, who still didn't even make the Seahawks, playoffs. Cowboys still didn't make the playoffs. They had an improved well. defense, and they missed Zeke for six games. So you know, it was it was it meant a lot. I mean. The, the competition within the NFC East wasn't as great, but when you got to the playoffs, it was more impressive for Philly to make it to yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, Philly, I think they that, still had to play L.A., Seattle and, in the regular season, yeah, and it's still and they win, played well. And win without your MVP. Yeah. Win without the MVP. That, that's got to be more um, impressive. Impressive, yes, impressive. to me. Uh, definitely. I just think that people uh, get bored of uh, someone being the best for so long, they want to uh, just uproot them and put another person in place. Peterson's a worthy adversary, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. He definitely is someone that um, he'll be around the league for uh, quite a while if he keeps this up. So I think that's uh, it for our subjects this week. Mm-hmm. I think we need to get into our predictions. These should be interesting. <sighs> Who wants to start first? I think uh, we'll go with Katie first, the um, Eagles fan over here. Listen, because I'm an Eagles fan, I'm extremely superstitious, and I don't like to say who I think is going to win the game. So I'm going to give you what I think the score will be, but I'm not going to tell you who a winner is. Hmm. Okay. And I, it's because I'm superstitious, and I'm I think superstitious. Okay, I got my you. family's really weird with certain. No, things. I understand. So I, I think understand the score will be 21-17. Beside, like, even though you think it's for some reason going to be a blowout, I'm not. It's, it's not, not going to. It's going to be twenty-one seventeen. It's going to be a one possession game. And that's my score, but we'll see who I. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll drop my prediction. You, you guys can react to it however you want. Patriots thirty-one, Eagles seventeen. I don't think this is going to be. I oh. think it's going to be. I don't think the Eagles one. defense is going to let up thirty-one. Yeah, points. that's what a lot of defenses think, and then they play the Patriots, and then it just ends up happening. So I'm just going to go with the Patriots thirty-one, Eagles seventeen. Uh, I think the Eagles are a great team once again, but the Patriots have been here. The experience is going to come back into play, and that we talked about that. How how important it is uh, for experience and everything. I think the Eagles might be back in the next couple of years, and maybe they have another shot with Carson Wentz. But this isn't their year. Yeah, um, that's a tough one. And before we get in here, I want to say that that Connor Connor liked to do this thing at the beginning of, or at the end of each episode during the regular season where oh, he would tell us who you know who had the better week in picks or who was leading in picks. I'd like to one. say in the postseason. <laughs> I have a one game pick game lead, one game pick lead over yeah, that's Connor. Right. It's not impressive, but you know he's been losing, so he doesn't want to mention it. So I just had to put it out there. I do, I have picked uh, 
more victories what's, than what's the record? Has. What's the record? We both have five and five and impressive. four and six. Yeah, it's not been super impressive. No, us. not we at all. Better we, than the we split season. this past weekend. Yeah. You just need to take the safe route and pick the Patriots too. Yeah. That way, no yeah. matter what well, happens, you finish. Blake has been this the whole year, so I really want. I'm now <laughs> interested. What are you? What are you gonna pick? I'm going the Patriots. Oh, you! I'm taking them to the score of twenty-four to twenty-one. I, oh I my god, that's a bad score. That's what the last Eagles Patriots Super Bowl under did. Which is kind of ironic. the first. That would just be terrible. You'd rather 31 17. Yeah. Exactly. What but. I think of this is, is I think this is um, Eagles lead 21 17 in the fourth quarter. And Tom Brady rips their hearts out. That's oh, that's <laughs> just depressing. <laughs> and, and that's the, I think that's going to be the way. It's kind of like what you had in Jacksonville this last week. The Eagles team is more talented. If you took the 52 players. The Eagles have the more talented roster, but like I said, the Patriot way, the the fact that they aren't you know in the locker room dancing with the owner and head coach after making it to the Super Bowl, that they're getting ready. You know they've been prepared for the Super Bowl for months now. The Eagles, you know, they kind of are enjoying the moment too much, and it's kind of like when you saw um, Denver versus Carolina a couple of years. You had Carolina taking pictures on the field before. They're excited to be at the Super Bowl. They're this young team that wasn't supposed to be there yet. Um, and the and the Eagles are in that position kind of. They're not flaunting it as much as Carolina. But then you've got, you know, on the other side, a really talented team with a great quarterback. I think they pull out a narrow win in the fourth quarter. I'm going to give Katie a chance to rebuttal, and then I'm going to say one more thing. What you, Katie, you have anything to say to Blake and I about our, our picks here? I mean, I don't like them. You don't like them? Well, I understand. I, I know what he goes. <laughs> I don't want to be, like, completely biased, but, like, I don't think what happened with Carolina with the celebrating a little too much will happen to the Eagles. They've been... They celebrate after the game, yes, but then there are enough older guys on that team. You have like you have Chris Long now and Legarrette Blunt oh, on that yeah. roster who've experienced success with, with, the, with, the Patriots. The, with the Patriots. I understand that. And like that. I think there's enough of that older success that they're kind of like talking these young guys down and like mm-hmm. saying, guys, listen, you need to like be locked in on this one game. And another thing that a lot of the Eagles have been. I mean, you guys may not notice this because you guys don't follow the Eagles religiously like I do, but. They're players that are no longer playing. Like Brian Dawkins has been in this with this team all the time, and someone like that. These are guys who have played in the Super Bowl back in two thousand four, the two thousand four season. They're kind of getting them to calm down and like, listen, you need to take this one game at a time. Do not get ahead of yourself. You're, and I think, and the underdog mentality has kind of blown up with the whole like wearing Wayne Johnson wearing the dog masks. But I still think that is like what their mentality is, and they still have that hunger and that desire to prove themselves. And I think that's why it will be a closer game, like that 24-21, whichever way it goes. I will say that. I'm just trying to make a bold statement. You just want to be like, yes, I've got it right. And my thing with that is um, in the playoffs this season, the Saints beat Carolina. You got Sean Payton dancing with the team in the locker room. They go lose to Minnesota. Minnesota's in there dancing with their owner. They lose to Philadelphia. You see Philadelphia dancing in the locker room with their owner after the game. You never did see that, that against with the Patriots. Atlanta too. You never see that with the Patriots. That's because the Bob Patriots can't really dance anymore. Bill like Belichick that, can't either. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot. Just, he's like they just understand that the season the season is never over, and and you, you're never you never you've never won the prize with an AFC championship. They don't care about AFC championships. No. You saw that with Bill Belichick yeah, kind of like tossing toss the trophy back. He just yeah. tossed that away. He, he he. They all have one one trophy in mind. It's the Lombardi Trophy. And at the end of the day, I just you know yeah. Tom Brady's getting his sixth. I'm, I'm sorry for it. I have to ask this question. I just thought of it, and I was just—it's random. But if if 
the Patriots after this year, let's say, I mean, it doesn't matter the outcome of this, but the next, like, three years, Brady retires, and, like, the couple years after, the Patriots win, like, another one or two Super Bowls, Brady's no longer there. Does that, like, ruin his reputation a little bit? You think that's, like, really going to affect it in a way? Is Belichick just, still the coach? What, uh, Belichick's the coach. Nah. And Brady's gone, and they still win a couple Super Bowls. Well, you got to tell me who's at quarterback. If they got Brian, quarterback? if they got Brian Hoyer at quarterback, about, that hurts uh, Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say they go out there and they get uh, an Alex Smith somehow. Alex Smith is the quarterback of the Patriots, and they win one or two Super Bowls with him. Yeah, I I think that a lot of Brady's success is is benefited from playing with Bill Belichick. Like, I know, I know, you felt and that like way. Matt so Castle led. He went to the playoffs with Matt Castle. Yeah, like, that's you know, what he, I'm saying. He has success with you know. With not great quarterbacks, yeah. Tom Brady has done so much throughout his career, especially in these past few years, to him to elevate his game, change his throwing motion a couple of years back. That's really helped his deep accuracy. So he has done things that you know no one else wants to change at age thirty-seven. Peyton Manning, if he wanted to change his throwing motion, he should have, but he never did because he was that old guy. He was like, I'm content with the success I've had. Brady's never done. He has that mentality, yeah. but never it, I think it that. would hurt his reputation. A little if you saw a lesser quarterback come in here and they still win the Super Bowl yeah. pretty easily. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. not saying he's still 100 yeah, it would yeah, be a little bit. Like, it would hurt him a little bit, but it's still like... I think it would hurt him a decent amount. Oh, I think he'd be offended. Oh, uh, he would be offended. Him personally, he would be offended, yeah. He, he gets hurt about everything. Yeah. And, yeah. You, know, you take into it, you know, everyone... He was mad that Jimmy G was about to take his job in a few years. I mean, you know, the reports were that he went to Kraft and told Kraft to trade Garoppolo, and that's where that whole mess spiraled out of control. Because Jimmy G's better. <laughs> but, well, he, that's the thing. He doesn't want to see a young guy come and take his job from him and possibly be even better. And, you know, yeah. you might see that over the next few years. If Jimmy G is... is it plays like he did for his last like couple games starting San Francisco. Yet. They had a dynasty. We don't need to see another dynasty with Jimmy G. Oh, Philly, Philly can start a dynasty right now. That's fine. Carson Wentz, you know what? You have a shot. Carson Wentz is awesome. And the thing is, is that, you know, these next few years, they're not just losing, they're not just losing Brady, you know? You're losing both your coordinators this season. Oh, that's true. Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels are both on their way out. Who knows what success they'll have. I'm... Uh, we'll talk so, about it after it's a, a officially presented. We'll talk about it next week. But I'm so excited for the Colts staff, Josh McDaniels. We'll talk about that next week. Mm. I love that hiring. Um, but, you know, so you, you got to find some younger guys in their system to kind of replace and kind of fill in those roles because those are two of the best coordinators in football. Yeah. yeah. So if uh, Brady retires next year, he loses both his coordinators and wins with uh, Brian Hoyer. Then we're going to talk about Bill Belichick, uh, and Brady had nothing to do with it. Yeah, right? exactly. Nothing There's to not, do with the Super Bowl. Nothing at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, anybody have anything to add before we roll it up? Um, I'm going to be a total Philadelphia fan right now and just say what it would mean if the Eagles win this of weekend. Course, that's oh, go ahead. So, go ahead. I was born into a Philadelphia family for sports. Uh, I never really had a choice of if I was going <laughs> to be an Eagles fan or not. Um, I mean, there's a picture of. <laughs> when I was like five with my mom in the kitchen and she had on this like custom Eagles jersey and I had a Donovan McNabb jersey on and I will say there's been a lot of heartbreak as an Eagles fan starting back when I was still like early elementary school when we lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl I still remember the NFC championship game against the Cardinals I was so excited all day I was like selling Girl Scout cookies and I was rushing home to watch and then they lost and I cried a lot <laughs> And I'm not ashamed to admit that as a 20-year-old, I sat in my apartment and cried when Carson Wentz tore his ACL. Mm -hmm. But if this team somehow manages to win the Super Bowl after every single person, it feels like, outside of the Philadelphia realm doubted them, 
I don't think there is going to be a city of Philadelphia anymore. <laughs> oh, you're going to burn it down. There, <laughs> Independence Hall and the Liberty Bell, you can say goodbye to it. It's going to be gone. Like, this is going to be, like, the world's biggest party. And I think a couple years ago, when the, 10 years ago, when the Phillies won the World Series, they made this video documenting the whole season and everything. And in that video... It mentioned how people in Philadelphia, they're buried wearing their Phillies baseball hat and their Eagles sweatshirts. And this city is so filled with diehards that, like, if they win this game, I think, I don't know, it will be, like, the best crazy. feeling. It will, it, I think there will be, like, a little bit of an explosion in uh, southeastern Pennsylvania. Yeah, something like that. Well, you almost got me to think I'll go root <laughs> for the Eagles, but I still can't. I'm going to be rooting for the Eagles. My brother's a huge Patriots fan, and he only does that because... Yeah. For knows. some reason, even though I was born into it and I didn't have a choice, my brother somehow ended up as a Patriots fan. Did he really? See, I don't know why. And he still tells me about that oh. Super Bowl, and that's why I need the Eagles to win, because I cannot listen to him anymore. And yeah, I'm just like, I got it. My brother, I can't... I, we'll have to have him on sometime yeah, yeah. talking about the Patriots. Oh, yeah. he, he, you know, I... I give it's him some crap one. sometimes for being a typical Pats fan, but he, he knows the game. Yeah, I understand. And so I, I give him yeah. some credit for that. But, yeah. you know, it's easy to talk about the game when you're winning all the time. And know? also to all the fans out there, football fans, especially Minnesota, that keeps bashing Eagles fans and saying they don't want them to win because of, like, how Eagles fans acted. Like, oh, that's a cheap reason, I, in my I opinion. I will say, the Minnesota fans storming the Rocky Steps before the game. Yeah, I, you, I, you I, had all the disrespect for Minnesota. <laughs> Until oh, you did that, I was like, I, I thought that was so. Yeah, I I was like, I was like, you shouldn't have done that. I was like, you shouldn't have you're done gonna, that. Yeah. I was like, you're gonna regret that. And then everybody was, got mad when the Eagles fans turned yeah. the skull chant into falls. Yeah, I'm like, I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious too. But yeah, you think you think that the Super Bowl, if they went to 18 overtimes, they just call it a tie, and nobody would win. I guess I'm hoping for that. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, one last thing. I know we put up some breaking news. The Redskins have already agreed to a four-year contract extension with Alex Smith. So he is <laughs> He's the quarterback for at least the next four seasons in Washington. Of course, he can be traded, but, you know, this kind of makes me feel that the Redskins take this approach and maybe draft a guy, even though you guys well, you know, you I, desperately you know, Blake, need help Blake, 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 we'll talk about this next yeah, we'll week. I can't, I can't handle it all. This. I can't handle it all This is supposed to be right the now. Super Bowl podcast. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, not unfortunately, we got some really cool yeah. – uh, First take hot takes good, um, good with some breaking news, it. but yeah, excited for the Super Bowl. It's gonna be a hell of a game. Um, yep. Yeah, I'll be crying on Sunday, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll bring some yep. tissues. <laughs> you guys enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. We'll see you next week. Yep, take care, guys.